Alrighty, we apologise for technical difficulties. It is so frustrating when you test everything and it works, and then you go to do it and nothing works. It's annoying, but hopefully we can rectify that and you'll see that stuff soon. But we're going to look in the Bible. If you've got a Bible, you can turn to 1 Kings chapter 13, and I'm going to be looking at all my translations in the New Living Translation. But can I grab some volunteers? Who reckons they make a good young man? Who reckons they can be a good young man? Can have a young man. All right, yep, yep, you're you, yep. All right, Nikita, I saw your hand first. You can be my young man. All right, who, who can be a good old man? Yep, all right, Belle. Yep, all right. Who, who can we have that will be, uh, who reckons that can be a good king? A good king, yep, yep, you'll be a good king. You just have to remember what you are. So young man, old man, you're a king. Can I grab a donkey? Yep, I saw your hand. Yes, yep, yep, you can be a donkey. And now, who would like to be a lion? Yep, Ashlyn, you can be a lion. So who, what have we got? Young man, king, old man, donkey, and a lion. So if you just would like to take a step on the stage, take a step on the stage. So when I mention what your character is, you're going to have to try and act it for me. Is that okay? So we're all okay with that? So king, your real name is Jeroboam. That's a tongue tie, but you're King Jeroboam, all right? So we're going to read this. So 1 Kings chapter 13. So what happens is King Jeroboam was a bad boy. He was a bad man, evil, wicked. Who's seen SpongeBob? Anyone seen SpongeBob? You know how Plankton's evil? King Jeroboam is like Plankton. Evil, up to no good, doing the wrong thing. And so the young man, who's my young man? My young man, he goes, you know what? I can make a change. I can make a difference in my world. And so the young man goes to tell off King Jeroboam, right? And so this is what it says. This is what the king says. So when King Jeroboam had heard of the man, the, the man of God, the young man, speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed at him and shouted, Seize that man! Seize that man! No, all the way around. The man to the king. Seize that man! But instantly, the king's hand became paralyzed in that position. Oh, no, the wrong way around. Sorry, you were right. Awkward. <laughs> but instantly, the king's hand was paralyzed in that position, and he couldn't pull it back. The king can't pull his arm back. So the king cried out to the man of God, Please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. So the man of God prayed to the Lord, and the king's hand was restored, and he could move it again. Awesome. How cool is that? There was a miracle. So then the king said to the man of God, come to my palace with me and have something to eat and I'll give you a gift. But the man of God said to the king, even if you gave me half of everything you own, I would not go with you. I would not eat or drink anything in this place. For the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. So he left Bethel and went home another way. Can we just have the lights up a little bit, please, guys? And so... Basically, if, if you saw a, a king's arm being stuck, then someone prayed for it and it went back to normal, would you think that would be pretty crazy? What would you do if that happened right now? If that literally happened, if our king's arm got stuck and got back to normal, would you, would you go tell everybody? I know for me, I'll, so basically what happens in this situation in real life is brothers, and so they see this situation and they go home and say, Dad, you would not believe it. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were 
you and I, we stand, this king put his arm out, got stuck, and then it got prayed for and it got back together. And so they tell this, which is you, you're the old man. So we are like those people telling our dad. And then this old man says this. And so then he says, all right, we've got to go find that man and have a chat to him. So he says, grab your keys, donkey. That's, and, that's, you're the, and so by keys, I mean car, which is donkey, and went off to find this young man. So we'll read, we'll read that. So then they rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree. The old prophet asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. No, I cannot, he replied. I am not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place, for the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there, and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. But the good old prophet answered, um, I, but the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too, just as you are. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. I'm going to read that again. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together and the man of God ate and drank at the prophet's home. So this is interesting. So picture him, the old man and the young man get home with their donkey and they're eating KFC. Think about it, the, the Ziggy Burgers, the, the original fillets, uh, popcorn, chicken, nuggets, every sauce you can think of, sweet sour barbecue, supercharge. They're eating their KFC, having a big feast. And then, obviously, who, what happens after eating KFC? You get out your little sachet, you open that little sucker up, you get that face wipe out, you wipe your face, get the oils off. I don't know why you'd be on your forehead, but you, you wipe, wipe, off your face, wipe your hands, get the oils off your fingers. And then, then what, so they've just finished eating this KFC feast. And then verse 24, um, wait, sorry, not verse 24. So they've, they've eaten their KFC. And the old guy, the old man says to the young guy, God's just spoken to me and for real this time and says, you are going to die because you did not listen to God. And so what happens is then, verse 24, the man of God started off again with your donkey. So you're riding your donkey, your car. And then, but as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. All right, can we thank our actors? Good job, actors. Interesting story, but we'll try and speak on how that relates to our lives. So the first point is, God wants to speak to you. And so you've got to realize, God wants to speak to you. Just like God spoke to a young man to make a stand and go, you know what, I'm going to speak against what's evil in my world. God wants you to make a stand and he wants to speak to you to make a difference in our world. The second point is this, um, and, or in, the, in the first point is you can make a revolution. You can cause a change in our society. Point two is you can't afford secondhand faith. Uh, it's, too, it's far too dangerous leaving your faith in the hands of someone else. And so as we saw in that situation, there was a, a young man that God spoke to him, but he decided to listen to someone else speak to him and didn't have his own faith, didn't have his own relationship with God, and that caused his death physically. A lion came out and killed him because he didn't listen to what God had told him to do. And so um, with all that being said, that can be a bit devo. That can be so. We're going to change change the subject. Who who, who reckons that going if we went swimming tonight and the shark ate us? That would be pretty devastating. I think if, if it light, that's like our equivalent. So 
Who's been a child? I've been a child. So, hey, Sean, can I borrow your assistance, my friend? Yeah, quickly come down. Give and give Sean a clap. <laughs> who, who, as a child, liked yogurt? Oh, I, I loved yogurt. We can see here we've got a bit of strawberry yogurt, delicious strawberry yogurt. But there was a problem with this strawberry yogurt. So, Sean, if you can help me, if you just grab out that small, that small bowl for us. And we need that filter, please, as well. So, you may not be able to see this very clearly, but I'm going to put, no, not, oh, you can do that my way. So, we're just going to put this here, uh, yogurt, in this filter. All right. Now, if I grab this spoon, can you just lift up that filter for us, Sean? So, we can see we've got the strawberry yogurt here, and we're just going to be filtering out. Oh, look at that. That is what we're talking about. This was my childhood routine, guys. So, you'll see why in a minute. So, now, if you just hold that filter on that other bowl for us, Sean. Just hold it on that other bowl there for us. All right, sweet. So, what we can see here is we can see a perfectly consistent strawberry yogurt. Just give me a second, guys. That is my childhood coming back at me again. Now, let's look at this section here. This is the reason why I needed the filter. See this? Chunks of fruit. Yuck. Oh, yuck. Now, I can encourage you, fruit is good for you, and I've changed now. But as a child, there was something about lumpy fruit in my yogurt that I didn't appreciate. And so, for us in our life, I believe we all want consistency. And so, in my life, I want consistency. I want a nice, smooth yogurt without the lumps in it, without the, the fruit chunks. Who, who, does anyone here like mashed potato or gravy? And I love a good mashed potato and gravy is so good. And often to figure out what makes a mashed potato or gravy good, you've got to ask what makes it bad. Does anyone know what makes a bad mashed potato or gravy? Lumpy. Who, who, who knows like they've got a mum, like my mum makes the best gravy. But when I try and make it, I always get lumps in it. I'm like, I've wrecked the gravy. And so, because we don't like lumps, we want consistency. Is that right? Who, who wants consistency? And so now, how the heck does lumps and consistency have anything to do with anything? Well, I believe in our life, we want to live a consistent life. We're, we're creatures of habit. You'll notice, you go to school, you'll sort of do the same thing. You'll have your routine. You'll go, oh, I'll go put my bag here, then I'll go sit this chair. We're creatures of habit. We're routine. And you'll see, you'll find when you go to the dinner table, you'll often go to the same place. When you go and watch your TV, you'll sit in the same place because we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of consistency. And we want that. We need that. And so with, with our lives, Psalms 119.29 says this, Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. And so the instructions of God are the Bible. And so when, when we, this Bible he says, Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of uh, knowing your instructions. And so it's so easy to lie to yourself. We so easily deceive ourselves. We so easily fall into compromise. I'll give you some examples. Who here doesn't like having a shower in winter? I don't. What? In summer, it's fine. I'll, I don't go to the beach, but I could go to the beach in summer and go for a swim, and it's fine. Because in winter, you're in that beautiful shower. Who knows when it's freezing in a beautiful shower? You're like, oh, this is just like a massage. And then you go, there's that 
from out of the shower to the tower is a bit you don't like. You're just freezing. It's wet. It's cold. And so then picture you in the shower. This is me. This is how I lie to myself. I'm like, 10 seconds and I'm coming out. 10, 9, 8, 7, 4, 3, uh, another 10 seconds, 10. And I'll keep lying to myself because I don't want to get cold. Who knows? Hey, anyone? No, that's just my confessions. Another, another one that could, often in life, who, who doesn't like homework? Who, who doesn't like exercise? Some people do like exercise. But I know we can so easily deceive and lie to ourselves. We go, you know what? I won't do my push-ups today. I won't go for a run today. Or I won't do my homework today. I'll get up early and do it in the morning. We get, the, the morning comes. Oh, I'm going to stay in bed. Or you'll be like, I'll do two hours extra homework tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around, uh, I'll do it on the weekend. And then we find we're in detention at school because we didn't do our homework. And so we so easily put us, we lie to ourselves and put ourselves in a position because we couldn't stay true to ourselves. Another one could be is with food. I'll just have one more piece of cake. I'll just have one more scoop of ice cream. Oh, oh I'm not allowed to have these biscuits. I'll just have one biscuit. No one will notice one biscuit. Hey, Josh, where'd all the biscuits go? Uh, who's, who's ever just t- taken the sneaky one or two? Final example, who, who likes net- Netflix? Who, who scabs someone else's Netflix account? Uh, account? So then what happens is in holidays, you might be like, oh, I'll just watch one episode a day. I'll just watch one episode a day. Oh, I'll just, I'll just skip to the next, I'll just watch the next episode. Oh, I'll just watch one more episode. Next thing you know, it's f- six o'clock in the morning and you're meant to be in bed and waking up and you're going, uh, I've, run, I've run, watched all 20 seasons, 100 episodes. So we can see there, there's so many examples how we can lie to ourselves. We'll go, oh, we'll, 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 we'll cut off, but you've got a problem. <laughs> Next minute you're going from, oh yeah, I've got boundaries, I've got self-control. Next minute you've got an issue because you've got no self-control and you keep lying to yourself and you don't follow through. <laughs> And so it's just like the, the fruit in the yogurt. There's that consistency there, lies. But when we get into the Bible, God will say, you know what? Don't lie to yourself. Keep that lie with me and have a consistent life. And so, but you're, so we just read a story about an old man that lied to a young man, and that young man got killed by a lion, right? And so in our life, we've got to understand, I want to make it known to us that our biggest concern should not be someone lying to us. Our concern should be us lying to us. Because you know what? People can lie to us, but the biggest person that's going to cause you problems is yourself. And so that's why you've got to have a relationship with God for yourself. Get into the Bible for yourself to go, God, I'm not going to be worried about other people lying to me. I'm worried about myself lying to me, right? And so... um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, and so, so often in life, we hear statements and things like this. It won't happen to me. I will never do that. And so it could be things like this. Um, I won't, if you, if you have like family members that you don't like what they're doing, oh, yeah, I will never do that. That will never happen to me. And so it could be things like, um, oh, I won't get addicted to porn. I won't get um, addicted to bullying. I won't be a, a bullier. I won't get addicted to alcohol. I won't get addicted to illicit drugs. But so often we can say, yep, yeah, that will never happen to me. But something happens and, we, and we, we compromise. Something happens and we go, from saying it will never happen to me, why does it happen? And so we've got to go, God, we need, we need your word. Um, other things, oh, I won't get into a bad friendship group. I won't get into a gossip club. But then it so easily happens. Uh, we say things like, um, uh, I won't steal things. I'll buy things. I'll buy things fair and fair, but then it goes, oh, no one will notice that. 
oh, no one. And then we get trapped in this place of living in a life that we wouldn't say is okay. And so um, who, who's heard of a, a famous uh, quota, King Curtis? You may have heard the, the statement, chicken nuggets are good. No, bacon is good for me. Or like chicken nuggets are like my family. Anyone seen King Curtis? Another quote that I think is very powerful and very applicable tonight, and it's this, I keep losing out these deals, and I don't want to make a deal no more. And so you've got to get your King Curtis on and go, you know what, I'm sick of lying to myself, and I don't want to lie to myself anymore. And so if you're right, no, write that down. I'm... I'm sick of lying to myself, and I don't want to lie to myself anymore. And so you've got to get that filter. You've got to get the Bible and go, God, help me keep these lies up and let the consistency go down. And so um, there are many lies that we listen to, and we've got to come out of agreement of them. And so there's lies that might be controlling your life tonight that you go, you know what? Um, the, and you might not even realize it's a lie, but it's just come so normal to your life. And you've got to go, you know what? I come out of agreement of that. I'm going to get my filter, and I'm going to leave those fruit bits on the top because I want to live a life where those lies don't control me. Things like this, it's impossible. The Bible says all things are possible. And so you've got to come out of the agreement that it's impossible. Oh, it's impossible. My family will never be changed. It's impossible. My school can't get saved. You're going to go, you know what? No. We're getting those, those fruit bit lies out and letting, with the Bible, getting the consistency. No, the Bible says that all things are possible and you've got to believe that your school can get changed. Your family member can. Um, you might be like, I can't do it. I just suck. I'm hopeless. But the Bible says you can do it. The Bible says you can make the change. Um, you, you, you might think, I'm just too tired. Oh, I'm just too tired. But the God says, you know what? I'll give you rest. I'll help you recover. Um, another lie you can think is, um, I've got no friends. I am lonely. The Bible says this, God places the lonely in families. And so uh, you've got to go, you know what, if, I, if I'm out without friends, you've got to go to those. God says, no, I'm going to put you in a family. I'm going to put you in a relationship of people that help you not be lonely. Now, just a, a tip here for you. If you're lonely, you might stink. So if you don't brush your teeth, can I encourage you to brush your teeth morning and night? Use toothpaste. Use a toothbrush. Another thing, another tip. Who, know, who likes a, a lolly aisle at Woolworths, Coles, wherever you shop, Foodland? The lolly aisle is cool, but in the lolly aisle, often there's things before it called minties or chewies. I encourage you to pick up a pack of those su- suckers and, or, or chewies and apply them to your life. Because if you don't have friends now, maybe with good breath, you attract people around you. Second one, again, if you don't have friends, and this is a very important issue here. I, we talked about showers before. Can I encourage you to have a shower? And do it daily. Have a shower. Do it daily. Use soap. Because in that way, I can guarantee you, if you didn't have friends before, you're, you're 50% there. You're, even if they may not be your friends, they will be able to bear you. And so I encourage you with that. Back to seriousness. You might say, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm worried. But the Bible says, I have, given, I have not given you a spirit of fear. And so we go, go, no, we take out the worry, the anxiety, the, the fears that we have and go, God, no, we leave them. And the filter of your words is, God, no, you've given us a spirit of boldness that we can, we can make a stand for the things of the future. You may, you may have the lives of shame, guilt, regret. I can't go on. But the Bible says, my grace is, is sufficient. You might go, I can't figure things out. It doesn't make sense. But God says, I will direct your steps. And so you've got to come out of the agreement of the light and step into what his word says for your life. Finally, you might go like, um, I have no reason to live. I'm worthless. 
I'm ugly. But God in the Bible says, you are highly valued. You are beautiful. And you got to go, God, I come out of those agreements that I'm ugly and useless, but I believe what your word says, that I'm beautiful, that you have a plan for me. Um, another one, you, people go like, oh, this is a big lie. I'm just um, a monkey that got lucky. I, I came from some juice, some slop here that evolved into a whale that had two fingers, and now I'm a human. No, we, we don't agree with that. That's a lie. Um, you, you're not a mistake. You're not here by chance. As the Bible says that you were formed, uh, God knit you together in your mother's womb. And it says in the Bible that God knows the plans he has for you. And so you've got to realize, no, no, I'm not just some mistake that, oh, well, um, I'm just here by chance. No, you're here for a purpose. You're here for a plan. And God wants to do something special in you. Can we just get the music team to come back up? And so, um, and if, if we can all, can we all do something? Can we all just stand up right now, guys? Everyone in this place can stand. And we'll have the lights come down. So, we, we saw at the start with our brilliant actors a story of a young man that died and was eaten by a lion because he relied on the faith of another man. But the story is for us to learn from. And so that's just not a, an interesting real-life account of something that is irrelevant. It's a story that to go, you know what, we need to take uh, a lesson and learn from that. And so um, I'm not saying that if you don't do this, well, next time you go swimming, a shark's going to get you or... or a lion's going to escape from a zoo and eat you up. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that you need your own faith. We can't afford to be relying on other people speaking to us for God. So whether it's your best friend, whether it's a parent, I don't know who it is in your life, but you've got to get to a place where you go, God, I need a relationship with you for myself. I need you to speak to me for myself because I can't rely, I can't afford to be wasting my life on someone else's secondhand faith. And so with secondhand faith, who, who would ever, who knows when you have like a real dingy old looking toothbrush and it's rubbish. If I had a brand new box of toothbrushes and an old dingy one, I know which one you would pick. You'd pick the brand new one, unwrap it for yourself. So don't grab the spiritual secondhand toothbrush. Don't do it. Grab the new one and go, God, I need it for myself. I need you to talk to me. And so what's the opposite to a lie? Truth. The opposite of lies is truth. And so the biggest lie in life is that people say, you don't need Jesus. There's not, the biggest lie is that Jesus doesn't exist, but we've got to go, God. And so in the Bible, and you don't not just need Jesus. Jesus wants you. You've got to understand that. Someone needs to hear that tonight. Is that You don't just need Jesus, but Jesus needs you, and Jesus wants you. And so John 14, 6 says this. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so you've got to understand tonight that Jesus is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And so when it comes to the separation of fruit or the bad things, the lies in our life to a consistency of a life of purity, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And so in the old in the old days, people could hear from God by audible voice. The primary way we hear from God today is the Bible. And so if you need a Bible, come see me at the end and we'll get your Bible and help you out with that. But you want to hear from God, you've got to get into the Bible and say, God, help me come out of agreement of the lies that I'm living and have a new life of consistency and of purity. But right now, we're going to have an opportunity. If you don't want to go, um, you know what, Josh, 
I want Jesus. I'm sick and tired of lying to myself. I'm sick and tired of being caught up with the, the things that all my family members do that I don't appreciate. I'm sick and tired of just following the trend of just living my life for no reason, for no purpose, just in the rat run. God, I want to I want to change. And so if you say, Josh, I want that tonight, we're all going to pray after me together and believe that Jesus will come into our life for a fresh, for real. So is that cool? So everyone would just follow after me. Jesus... We want you to be our Lord. We, we acknowledge that we make mistakes. And our sins are like that fruit. And we just believe that you can restore us. And you can help us go from fruity, ugly lives to a consistent purity of life. Amen. Timmy, can, he, can everyone clap? For those that prayed that for the first time. So Timmy, he's just going to make his way out there. If you prayed that for the first time and go, you know what, I really believe that. And you have a friend, I encourage you to just follow Tim right now. And we're just going to start singing a song. And so if that's you, Timmy's just going to give you some details to help you take the next step and go further. So if that's you, I encourage you just right now, go with Tim and he will help you out. And we're all going to start singing a song. So thank you, band.